Hello, miners, and welcome to the ninth episode of Mining on the Foothills. Mining in the Foothills, not on the Foothills. We gotta be in the Foothills. Uh, where I am on the search for dialectic gold with doers from around the Midwest. I am Wes from Waliopus, as always. And today's episode is one from the archives. It's an interview I did back in September of 2021, almost a year ago, um, exactly, a little over a year ago, with Flesh Hole, a hardcore punk band from Evansville, Indiana. I met these guys after recording a live show called the Fuchsia Fest right here in Evansville. Took place again this past year. It was great. It's always great. It's small. It's just it's the second year, but it's it's local bands put on. It's for local bands put on by local bands, and that's where I met Fleshhole originally. During their set, I didn't realize what was happening. I just liked what they were doing. It was only after the set, when I was mixing their their live recordings, that I recognized that they had cool stories in their songs, very thematic lyrics. So I listened to their record on Spotify and I was blown away by the quality and the music that I was hearing. And so I asked them to come in for an interview for a podcast that I had never created yet. I just wanted to do it as a way to get them in here and meet them and interview them. So it just sat dormant in my, on my hard drive for a year. And um, this past week, I was on vacation with my family. So I didn't interview anybody. So I thought I'd pull one from the archives and share it with you. So without further ado, this is Flesh Hole, your local hardcore punk band. Check, check. Sweet. All right, thank you guys for doing this. We have in the studio Flesh Hole. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Can you uh, can we begin by you guys, one of you or all of you? Tell me who you are and where you're from. I'm Bryson. I do vocals, and I'm from Evansville, Indiana. Born and raised. Yep. Whole life. What what side of town? All of them. Sweet. Oh <laughs> yeah. I live. Uh, he's like I live in the sewers. Yeah. Everywhere. That's how he got his inspiration. I move. I I move uh, from side to side so that I don't get bored. Sweet. That's actually a great answer. Not that I wasn't expecting a great answer, but that's good. Are you sure that's the reason, Bryson? I'm running from the law. <laughs> Cameron, tell tell him where you're from. I'm from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Similar to Bryson. Yeah. No, I'm from here. Devin serious like that. The same side of town? No, <laughs> primarily east side. <laughs> okay. But and you play the bass? I attempt to play the bass. Okay. Hey. Did you play the bass on the record? Yes. Okay. We call it assault. You know, he beats it into submission. Yeah. I don't actually play with my fingers or a pick. I just kind of bite at it with my teeth and my tongue uh, yeah if you uh it's turn perfect. the bass track all grind the way up, core it just sounds like he's punching it 
Um, we actually had to mute him halfway through the right. Well, that's what I do at the shows. We so started doing had to that be to accurate. Him during the sets too, so he doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Metallica. <laughs> uh, I'm Mason. I play drums. Uh, I'm born and raised here, as well. What side of town? Uh, we're repping East Side out here. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Derek. I play guitar for the band and stuff. Um, I'm also from Evansville and the East Side as well. Like Mason said, Ooh. East Side everywhere. East Side yep. gang. Hell yeah. Right on. How did you guys meet? High school mostly. I mean, Derek, the, those three, Derek, Cameron, and Mason all knew each other before high school, but I met all of them in high school. Okay. Going to like shows mostly. So you were into the same type of music? No. no, absolutely no. not. We're still not <laughs> we, in the same type really? of music. No, we still. Uh, I think me and Bryson the most probably argue about other uh, styles. Do you, I think Mason thinks we argue. I think we just don't listen to the same style of music. Okay, so by style, like different genres or yeah. subgenres. Mason would not listen to Flesh Hole if we were a band that he did not play in. Really? Yeah. So, I, I would never listen. I don't, I don't even <laughs> like the music. I'm sure. <laughs> Good answer. What What would be an example of a genre that you do listen to that? Uh, probably just like '80s pop music. Really? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, sweet. I dig that. I like. I don't know. I'm kind of more like I like the Smiths and stuff like that. Okay. On my spare time, but also like, I'm also really into like the Turnstile kind of stuff that's been coming out lately okay that's what inspires me to play our stuff but no i'm not like i don't listen to like death metal or like some of the stuff they listen to well before we go any further what would you describe your own music as being um surf metal or like crossover thrash crossover thrash yeah that's not decent mostly crossover thrash but I, i don't really think that it has like uh I don't like, know, maybe I'm up my own ass, but I no. don't really think that there's like a definitive style that we play in. I yeah. think we're too all over the place. Yeah, it's mostly like crossover thrash and then like punk rock and a little bit of, you know, some It's like heavier like a than punk rock. Riff. But everybody at a metal show would hate us. Mm. Like we could probably get on a metal bill at, and then at, people would not like us. At certain metal shows, they would hate us. Yeah. N- not all. And I disagree. You think that you, they would fuck with you? Well, for only like, I mean, if there's one thing a metal head that like, I mean, that only wants and likes, it's just bobbing your head mm-hmm. and chugginess. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty as simple as a guitar player. I figure you can find that out in a flesh hole song, at least one. Mm-hmm. Does the surfiness come from like, like where does the like where does the word surfing surf come in at? Honestly, like the music we've released so far doesn't really have that kind of vibe, you know, so it might catch people off guard for me to say that. But the music we're working on definitely like is going to have a more surfy tone and, you know, a lot of reverb, a lot of like higher and stuff. Sweet. Okay, so. So why... Why start the band? What happened? How if you don't even like the same kind of music? What? How the fuck did we get here? Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'll I'll try to put it in the best memory. You got to bring up the uh, alley court. Oh, so oh, like shit. Uh, me and me and Derek have played music since we were like thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, always the same instrument. Always the same instruments. Uh, I actually started on bass, but then like okay. our drummer. Because you played guitar during a different. 
yeah. set at the same show. Yeah. I, I played a I played guitar for a modest proposal and like me and him started I, I played bass and then I had to learn drums because our drummer couldn't come over. But anyway, like sidetrack, uh me and him weren't really talking at the time because we were this busy with other stuff and I was very, I was somewhat close to Bryson and our old guitarist and at that time we all would just hang out. We, mm-hmm. we they knew we were in bands. They would come see me play in my other bands. Honestly, when I when I used to be in Farrington, which, okay, that was the band before these guys. Yeah, uh, and they come see us, and basically we uh, I come over one day, and they th- them two have an idea of uh, playing a song, and it's 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 a really really bad song. Did um, it ma- is it around still? <laughs> it is around. Sort of. It is uh, it's looming in the dark depths of Bandcamp. <laughs> oh shit! That's a dark place. Yeah, it gets, can be a dark know, place. For it's us, definitely it's a d- fucking <laughs> pitch black. But um, but to sum it up, uh, but but <laughs> but <laughs> but to sum uh, sum the story up, um, we all kind of liked how random and spontaneous we connected when we all three played, and and okay. and we just we thought we were the shit. Dude. We just kept we showing it up. Sounded so good. That's awesome. Do you want to come over Friday? And we just kept showing up, and eventually, uh, I couldn't get the fucking rid of him we we sounded we we sat around see the the, the drum kit was over there because we were going to practice for a different band that never actually practiced okay and uh and you know so mason got on the drums and we all played that song and after a couple practices we sat around we're like if we're going to do this we got to come up with a name and so we're all you know we're like 17 so we're sitting around saying the most just fucking treacherous things we can think of mm-hmm like the most fucked up horrible shit and mason says uh flesh hold like threshold oh but, uh, okay and but we misheard him me and our old guitarist misheard him when we're like you say flesh hole like that's cool as shit and he's like yeah <laughs> yeah i said was, yeah. i said flesh hole that's like, awesome fuck yeah so that was it that was it a band yeah. was born now we're yeah, famous we needed yeah. a, we needed a bassist <laughs> and we knew cameron and then, and then we were like, we don't need a lead guitarist, but we need Derek in the band. I actually started out, uh, I wasn't in the band when they got their first show. So I decided to show up to their first show. He was our number was one like, fan. I knew all of the songs on guitar and everything. Like I'd come over and look at their guitar player. I'm like, that's simple. So like I would just play, I would come over and play these riffs jokingly to them. I'm like, bro, look, I learned a flesh hole song. And then I come to their show and they're like, we need another guitar player. So... Wow. I guess I fit that spot. Number That's one fan. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's the number one fan. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You used to argue with people on social media about it. <laughs> Remember that day? Literally, yeah. On Instagram, there was like a couple oh of girls that were like, flesh hole? And I was like, literally go away. I, <laughs> I was here flesh hole again. That's awesome. You know, like like the idea of just, like you said, 17 years old, sitting around throwing out the most absurd shit but like when I listen to your guys' music, like especially because like when I saw you perform live, it's hard to grasp. I saw five bands that night. It's hard to grasp everything that's going on. So I dove into and I hadn't heard of you guys. I hadn't heard of Shih Tzu. I, I didn't. I'm not familiar with much of the local like scene. There's a lot to grasp at there one is. time. Yes, you two bands. And then I know Moose Moose Collective because they used to be Moose Lewis, and I recorded their first record in somebody's basement. They're so good. Yeah, and they were that was Hayden was he was singing at the time, so he he had like a singer. 
And then uh, he had a rhythm guitar and a bass and his drummer. But now it's just a jam band. I dig I, it as an instrumental. I do I, too. I do. It's really good. They I, did so good. Like it was I saw crazy. them play. They played in the light that day. I think you guys did too. It mm-hmm. wasn't dark yet. I saw them play in the dark two weeks ago at the rooftop downtown, the like yes. arts council. Yeah, it was it was way it, doper. It's, it's probably a better experience because they got all the lights and like the video cameras and stuff. Exactly, going. and they had dope. smoke going. They were just going hard, and yeah, I I really enjoyed that. But the point of the story was, so I I took all this in and had to come back and digest it uh, after I mixed there, and I could hear your lyrics. I'm like, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> So, so I had to, I had to like, I had to really, and then I found the album and I was, I was honestly blown away because my, my like, um, my first thought typically is that when I see a new band I've never heard of, it's like a shitty bias. But my first thought is like, the record's going to be shitty. Like they probably recorded it in their living room and whatever. And then when I heard it, I'm like, this is really good. Like, like how did they do this? Thank you. So I, I jumped on Thank Instagram you. and saw that you recorded at Rephrase, right? Yeah. In yeah, shout Ohio. Out to shout out to Ron Pease, Rephrase yep. Studio. Ron Pease, yes. Okay, cool. I was doing some research on them. So you had Ron Pease. So, so today I thought it would be interesting if you guys took us through so we know a little bit about the backstory, but like a little bit through writing those first songs, did you play some shows? And then why choose like a nice studio to go to and not just record for free in some so, shitty basement? So I'm really glad that you found us after we recorded the album because <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, demo, Bryce, the, the, reason, the reason we chose a really nice studio, I'll start with that, is first of all, Mason found the studio, which was cool okay. as shit. How did you find it? Just Googled it? Um I actually was going through Facebook and I've honestly like this when I was probably a year into the band, so only being 18, I actually clicked on his stuff and saved it on my phone because I looked his stuff up and he mixed masters, produces, recorded himself and it all sounded almost fake. It was like he was really trying to get some money off it, but I was like, we're just going to take a risk because I mean, we're four shitty guys in a punk band. Mm -hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Mm Mm-hmm. People not buy our stuff. So, <laughs> there so the reason we chose to go with the studio is because we had this really fucking terrible EP out that we didn't record in a living room. We recorded it in a bedroom on a line six. Three spider. times. It's okay. the complete opposite of what it's called. It, so be ready for this. It's called. It was called Eat Your Teacher. And uh, oh, I saw the name don't Eat ever Your Teacher. Play that. I saw it on a. On the writing on what's the basement that you guys hang out in? Or the room that you guys practice and shit? Is it a basement? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh Cameron's basement. Okay. Cause there's like videos there and pictures there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. yeah. So we eat your okay. teacher with that stuck to me because yeah. I'm actually a teacher. <laughs> like my like my day job is teaching music. And then awesome. sometimes oh, uh, today I subbed somewhere. But that just stuck out to me. I yeah. I actually I'm not like a teacher by trade. I'm like just a music person, but you just mm-hmm. have to have a music degree to be a music teacher. So that's how yeah. I ended up there. But anyway, okay. Eat Your Teacher was the so original name. It, it's It sounded like shit. It was an EP we recorded <laughs> we, in our old practice spot. Our work schedules were so bad. Like people got off at two in the morning. And we were recording. neighbors were pissed. Like cops oh, called. Okay. Like, that like, makes sense. Super awful. 
And, and we're just trying to record it. A and record. we re- we recorded it three times, and every time it got worse. And, and we still released it. I think we were like so out of energy because we kept having like you know we were learning how to record on something you should never learn how to record on. What did you record on? Again? A Line Six Spider. What is a Line Six? It's the spider? worst possible amplifier you can put a guitar through. So oh. is there is one thing I'm going to say about this. I had the most stressful. And I mean, stressful four days of my life trying to get everybody at the right tone to do that because it was my uh, it was my amp at the time. Okay. So it would record guitar parts, but only guitar the parts. The amp itself has a recording function. <laughs> and mics. Yes, but I had it an shouldn't. idea to where I was like, <laughs> what if we plug the microphone cord up to it and then set the microphone in the middle of the room yeah. and record the drums in the background as yeah. like another channeling track and then yeah. just channel a guitar over it. Yeah, so, overdub it. Yeah. But the yeah. dopest so part... Was uh, that it sucked. But the yeah. dopest part about that EP, though, is that we actually... The first show we played after releasing was in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. So that believe, was cool. Yeah, it was like a, You drove all the way up there to play after this EP Terrible came out. EP, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a promo. Yeah, it was either after or like right before. But... <laughs> Actually, yeah, that and that's the thing is we released this horrendous fucking abomination. Everybody seemed to like it somehow, and or they were lying to us. And uh, but we were playing shows, you know, right outside of Chicago and right outside of Nashville, and we knew that like our our technical level, even though we weren't anywhere near where we're at at the time, was like better than what we had out there yeah and we're like we have to do better than this like we your can current do recording this. did not like reflect your abilities at all yeah okay at all and and i think also he said we recorded it like three times because you know we were learning as we were going so each time we were like we can do better so we would re-record but the problem is we're running out of stamina quickly because we're yeah. tired of fucking sitting down for hours trying to record songs that we play 20 times a day on yeah. the worst amp you could possibly imagine. So by the third time, we're just like, you could tell we're so low energy that it, it made it sound even worse. In the earliest songs we actually wrote for the record, we we actually played it at our first show ever when we were 17. Some of those songs, mm-hmm. we knew they had potential. Like okay. we actually purposely- Did any of them evolve into what's on the current- Album. Yeah, so Conspiracy Theory and Momochug, the actual oh, title sweet. of the album. Yeah, yeah. We consider Momochug the first good song we ever yeah. wrote. I think it's good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which who cares what I think, but I'm just like, you know. So we, we wrote all those in the process of, you know, a house, uh, a garage. Then we got kicked out of the garage because literally like seven cop cars showed up and... Because you were too loud? Yeah. Well, because we got into an argument with a member of the sheriff department. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, somehow, Did that lead to another song? Uh, we do have a sort song. Of. We, we have a song uh, called Scream. Yes, that's what I was thinking yeah, of. That, I left uh, Fuchsia Fest thinking of that song. Cause that's, I, I, I don't know how you hear that song and don't leave thinking like, wow, that was actually like a really... Like that's a memorable song. What Thank the fuck you. for? Like, like, I can't, like you just... Yeah, you yeah. have that in your head. Because it's like... I don't, how could you not hear that and right. walk away with it? Like, and, and that, that was, was kind of the, the intention behind it was to make it kind of cheery and anthemy, you know, and yeah. get, like get stuck in people's it's like heads. A riot, it's, it actually feels like a riot anthem. Like, one day, you know. Yeah, right. One day. Not yet. But not tomorrow, you know. Why, why did you point to Cameron when I said... Uh, uh, because uh, Scream <laughs> actually... That song actually no, got don't birthed. Don't tell this. Yeah. <laughs> Scream, <laughs> Scream was birthed 
two years before this band even started in Cameron's This bedroom. shit goes deep, man. And like we had this really <laughs> terrible drum roll and like idea for it. And I remember we had we had one more space for a track on the album. And I was like, this song. Scream is going on this album. And it's, there was no riff. There was nothing. There was it was all percussion. Them banging on the drums. It okay. was it was Mason on a drum set and me on uh Two t- two floor toms just banging away and screaming. But it sounded good. <laughs> there was no guitar in that had any, <laughs> at least drum wise, musical talent at all. And uh, there was passion and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Hey. hey, that's flesh hole, man. That's all it is. That's awesome. That's a that's not a bad uh, uh, slogan. There's passion and nothing else. I was thinking yeah. of yeah. I was thinking that that's kind of cool. So okay, so. The first album, uh, or whatever, you play your show. The current EP, you're not. You think it sucks. Yeah. Well, you think that the sound it, sucks. It so then suck. what? Like you guys have a powwow, and you're like, we need to go to a nice we, place. So we. That's not cheap. We right? had like, like oh. five songs. We were gonna release an EP, and we kept adding more and more songs until it's eventually like, why don't we just release now? We already have an EP out. Forced Let's entry. Forced yeah. entry. Oh, forced entry is when yeah, we realized yeah. it so, was gonna be an album. Oh my god, this, I came this up, is terrible. Yeah, that song's scary. So <laughs> yeah, so Derek, yeah. Derek's highly disturbing. Yeah, Derek's technically the primary like songwriter when it comes to like writing the guitar parts or like okay. the riffs and stuff. And then we all kind of add things to it. Gotcha. I wrote like the I wrote like the intro to Forced Entry, that little spooky kind of thing, and that sounded boring by itself because we were like, well, we're like, oh, we're a heavy band, blah blah blah. Okay, and uh, our old guitarist had this audio of a uh, lady. From a literally a breaking entering into supposedly. her house, yeah, supposedly. and we literally supposedly we put that over the riff and it fit, and we were like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, this is." We turned all the lights off in the garage and just let it play, EPs. and we're like, you know, hairs fucking standing up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, e- this is evil. And like, look, this oh is my god, evil. So, e- yeah. EPs don't have intros. Albums have intros. Yes. Yeah, and that let us know. That was when we realized like, this has to be an album. And you know what, like. We like half the songs for that album we wrote within like weeks of going. I had lyrics that were not like finished at all when we went to Dayton to record. And like, there's at least two songs on the album where like some of the things I said were not written by the time I was standing in front of the microphone. Wow. And does so that it, mean that they were improvised? Like, yeah, you just, it just yeah. came out of you. Um, I think, um, stream of consciousness shit. I, I know that uh, Crossroads has one verse, at least. That was a me- like I had to come up with on the spot. And there's one more, but I can't place it. You know, I was thinking like forced entry. First of all, I skipped that song. <laughs> Actually, we <laughs> looked at scary. we looked at like the the statistics and everything, you know. And um, it's like not seventy five percent of people leave, but seventy five percent of the people that do leave leave. At that song. If, if somebody stops our album, they stop it. There's, there's a 75% chance that's where they turned Bryson, it off and said, you know what, fuck this. Bryson, tell him that you got kicked off of that website because, oh my God, because yeah. of putting force So I, I was a uh, part of this horror community, you know, and I, I posted this. I posted our album because it's very horror driven. Yeah. And um and everybody's, you know, digging it. Like it's getting us a ton of uh like people clicking on it and like I love this shit, you know. I don't even listen to this kind of music, but like this is cool as hell. Gotcha. And I'm I'm uh talking in like one of the public chats to this one person and they're like uh they're like, 
man, that, that intro was pretty intense. They're like, was that real? And you know, I'm trying to be not, the thing is, is they say that it's real, but like they're training, it, it's a, it's used to train the 911 operators. Okay. So obviously they're not going to tell them it's fake. They want them to take the job seriously. They're saying like, this is, you got to do this the right way or someone will die basically. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, trying to be all spooky and shit. I'm like, oh, it's totally real. This lady yeah. was killed and admin gets on while I'm having that conversation. <laughs> And they're like, they're like, no, but seriously, is it real or not? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, I don't, probably not, you know? And they're like, they're like, well, probably not. It's not good enough. So we're going to have to, you're like, they're like, you're going to have to stop posting that or you're going to be banned. And they took down every single post of the album. And I'm like, can I share like individual songs? And they're like, yeah, as as long as it doesn't link at all to the, to the intro. Interesting. But you know, so, so, uh. There's a book out called uh, Your Music and People. Mm-hmm. And the guy who started uh, CD Baby, Derek Sivers, he wrote the book. And it's a great book on how to market your music like personally. It's not a marketing book for like a giant. It's like like Warner Music isn't going to read this probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What's it called? But it's a good DIY. Should. Like good like do it yourself. Yes. It's like starting from the ground up, how to connect with fans. It's called Your Music and People. But in there, he talked, and what I when I go through your guys' Instagram, for example, or read your, um, or uh, listen to your record, or see you in person, like what he talks about in there is what I feel when I am around you. Like, that's awesome. As a band, like whether that's personally or or with your work, but what he says is like embody, like embody your spirit as a mm-hmm. band. So like he said, like. What he would say, if you're like a, if you're like a, um, like a really dark band who's about death and all this other shit, you should, in your emails, you should speak like that. Like when you're communicating with people, you should speak like that. Like, like live like it, like live like it. Like you don't actually have to fucking kill people, but (laughs) like, like Like your personality, when you're in character, you're about to have a deep personality change. Yeah. Like when, but when you're in character, be that character, you know what I mean? And, um, cause he was saying like, like what is, what is powerful now is niche. Like if you're Mm -hmm. super niche and you're super, I think that's probably always been the case, but super original. I think it's attractive like, as fuck. Now, nowadays, there's like so many like subcategories of things that yeah. it's impossible for one person to appeal to everybody. You know, back right. in back in like the '70s, you could have Jimi Hendrix or, or Jim Morrison, right. and they could appeal to every single teenager in America almost. Yeah. But now everybody's so diverse in their interests that it's it's better not to try and appeal to everybody, but to find one specific group and appeal to them deeply, right. deeper than you know Jim Morrison could have appealed to any single teenager in the seventies. You know, like right, because he represented like an archetype, like he rec- represented like a type of person. But I think like now, like for example, one of my friends. Um, He's like in he's like thirty, but he he just he's always like starting new projects. And he mm-hmm. sent me a song the other day. He's like, I have an I have an idea for an album that is completely about Ham's beer. Like it's just completely yes. about Ham's. Perfect. And he's like he's like I want to put Ham's on the map. And he sent me the it's like a surf rock album. He sent hey, that's me the perfect first, dude. He sent me the first song. I'm like. This is great. And he's like, I, dude, I got more. It's just coming to me. I'm like, <laughs> like that's that's what I would that's feel niche, is like man. that is so it's so niche that it's badass. And, and mm-hmm. it, it comes to him so easy because it's like it there's no there's no like serious uh, like 
like fear and, about it or whatever that is, self-consciousness. And even then, like, I feel like a lot of people in our generation have like an identity crisis where they kind of, they yeah. intake from so many different subcultures, you know what I mean? That it's mm-hmm. like one week they're going to be really into like math rock and the next week they're going to be into like experimental noise and they're, they're going to completely encapsulate that for that short, brief period yeah. of time because they have no idea who they are. It no. shows like small ideas where like they don't really have to have meaning in order right. for it to be a good idea, you know. It's yeah. just whatever comes out of your brain usually. Yeah. And and like if you can make it coherent, which I think that's what you guys do well. It's like when I listen to your record and then when I see you in person live show and then when I go to your Instagram, it's very coherent. Like the the identity of flesh hole mm-hmm. is coherent. And it's really attractive to me. Like I, I think that that's what drew me in. Like out of Thank you. out of every that's band, awesome. that I, and Shih Tzu's cool too. I've, I haven't interviewed those guys, but um, I've talked to Gary a little uh, bit. Gary's on, a really cool dude. Yeah, yeah. I he, talked to him he a little literally bit on Instagram. He literally drove this to my house just to get really. Me. Yeah, because awesome. he was like he didn't want to wait to ship it. So I was like, that's dope. Shout that out is, to Gary. That is badass. And they're yeah, they are insanely loud. Yes, they are way too loud. Um, they need to turn down a little bit, but it's okay. It's a good band. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go. So, so still, we you have a shitty album out. You then, where does rephrase come in? Like, where does um, where does the decision to like take that to another? Because I feel like it could have been so easy to be like, so like who gives a shit? So it is what it is. But you guys clearly care more. So before I like try to get sidetracked, so basically what ends up happening is that we plan to write an album at this point. This is right before COVID hits, okay? Yep. We start writing the record, COVID hits, blah, 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 people getting sick, et cetera, et cetera. We like FaceTimed together for like a couple months. We didn't see each other. We took the whole thing seriously. And then it was a kind of slow process. And we got together, wrote a couple more songs. And we realized at this point, Everybody in our lives was in a very dark place. So the album obviously has a concept of horror, um, struggle, but that was really what was going on Mm -hmm. individually for all of us. Mm -hmm. And we all were like, this is the one bright part of our year is this record. And we were like, we need to go out and spend the money on it. And I had um, Ron, you know, on my Facebook and I purposely went out and I asked him about, you know, how we can do this. What do we need to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And he was beyond nice and cool and responsive and he's worked with folk jazz country Mm -hmm. hair metal like he's worked with everybody he's also worked with a band called the breeders which is like a platinum selling side band from the band the pixies and it was their album too like their big one that hit yeah really weird so like he's he's really dope though like he's he's and he also he's always about independent music too though cool you know but um yeah, what ended up happening is we just contacted him and we were like, hey, we have an album. We've never done this before. Um, and we just need you to basically take us seriously as adults, but also maybe like put your input in. And he was never too pushy. Um, he was just like, hammer it out, you know? And it was the first time. And we, we slept in our cars, you know? For half I the see. Time, that's yeah. what I like. That's what. So I, I don't know what this podcast is yet because it's pretty <laughs> new, but. I have not released anything. I'm just kind of building up a thing. But right. I think it's turning into this. Like, tell me about your project and how you built it. Like, mm. how did you put this together? Because I think that that's interesting. Like, 
you could talk all day about like what you guys believe and fucking yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, who gives a fuck. But like, I want to know <laughs> how, like how you did it, you know, yeah, like, exactly. because especially when I'm like, what the fuck? When I turn on your album, I'm like, what is this? And I look a little bit into it. I'm like, damn, you guys really did it. Like you, you did the work. It's not, I'm sure. Okay. So he says like, but did you get off the phone or whatever off the message thinking like, we need to get our shit together if we're um, going to do this. We were really nervous, dude. I mean, we had about a week before we went. We did not book any hotels. We did none of that. Some of the songs, honestly, uh, so um, Goat, you know, Government Orgy and Amen's Taxi. Obviously, those are... <laughs> goat. Yeah. I obvi- never thought of that. Obviously, those I are... Love that, <laughs> I love that song, though. That. Exactly. Obviously, um, that's a fan favorite, and that, that was two songs, and one of those songs wasn't fully wrote. wrote that. It like, wasn't supposed to make the Mason album. Mason helped me that night. Yeah. And like, <laughs> which, which one? Uh, uh, so government so both of them. Yeah, so basically... Yeah, technically, was, both of them. The big one was Government Orgy that he helped me But they with. weren't supposed to be together. No. We, we literally put them together that night going yeah. to the studio. We were gotcha. like... I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Because we were going to do... I think... Which one we were, we were just going to do, do government orgy, but it was like government 50 orgy. seconds. And then Mason's like, we were in the hotel room. It was only, I think me, Mason, and I think Derek was with us. Yeah. Cause it was my uh, idea. Our old guitarist. And we were thinking about Cameron cutting were. ambulance taxi. And I was like, no. And Mason's like, Mason's like, what if we, they're, he's like, this song is really powerful, but it's kind of short and we're spending a lot of money on this. He's like, why don't we just like make this two songs into one and it is the best song on the album we met them we (laughs) met them at the studio the next morning uh our old guitarist and cameron and we're explaining to them what the plan is what the game plan is and derek and mason are like you know this is going to be the riff just play this it'll be fine and it was and it worked but the the cool thing about it is is like i was going to say this earlier um, about like fan bases and like you know modernism and all that stuff was that all of us have such chemistry with each other. Like you know we we've basically grown up essentially with each other yeah. without music as well. So like a lot of it is problem solving. You know this yeah. is this is all we have technically. Like I like going for you. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. I, no, yeah. honestly, yeah. like and I'm not. I understand. And I, I'm not embarrassed to say that. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of people that like are like, well, you definitely got to have a back burner. Um, I try mentally not to leave room for failure because this is really all I have as, yeah. as a thing. And what, what do you have at this point? What do any of you honestly have to lose? Like, do you have kids? No, I do. I've got, uh, a, oh. I've got a son, <laughs> but uh, you do. Yeah. Okay. But um, I do too. I know that I, I feel like, <laughs> I like he would be more probably happy with me you know what i mean like like in that situation of like i succeeded versus my dad's a fucking burnout you know (laughs) or didn't try yeah yeah that is that is like as a young father i just had a son so well congrats Congrats, thanks yeah so thank you but i i feel the exact same way i'm like i i I cannot commit to abandoning this and for for the yeah. price of like him growing up, be like, so you didn't ever try, like you didn't give. And that's another thing. I don't want him to ever feel like, oh shit, like I'm the reason dad is fucking coming home sore all the time. Yeah, from work and, and never gets off the booze. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. These but, uh, are real. Yeah. No, I I want him to uh, you know, I I want him to know that like I did it and I had it. I had him there with me while I was pursuing my dream and I didn't give up. And I didn't give up for him, 
you know, I, I did this for him. I, I succeeded in my dream. You know, my whole life I've done this for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's always been like, I want to do music for, for Bryson. I want to do music so that I can be happy and successful. And now I'm not just doing it for me. Yeah, that's cool. So, Thank you. But, but still that, like, how old are you guys? Uh, 21. He- 22. 22. So you're in your early 20s. Yeah. 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 So that's why I feel like, like when you say I don't have a backup plan, it's like, like why, like why have one? You know, like now is the time to be bold mm-hmm. and and to try. You know, I was uh, me and him always talk about like, well, if we don't make it, we're just gonna die before we're 30. I guess. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's the mentality. I guess yeah. you have to yeah. have. My goal is 27. It's <laughs> a good club. I'm actually 27, so I'm. Oh, don't die! Please. I, I actually yeah. don't want to die now. I, I, at first, good. I thought it was like cool, but now I'm like, I actually don't wish that upon <laughs> once myself. Once you make it, once you make it to 27, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like well, this. shit. When I was 21, it, it seemed pretty cool, but man, I've got months now. What? Exactly. Yeah. So, so recognizing that, like, this isn't your plan B. This is your plan A. You, you actually put like your money where your mouth is. Like you actually did, like you did it right. So when I knew that like I kind of signed up for this is when everybody else was getting beauty sleep while I stayed up for a whopping 36 hours because I Whoa. couldn't sleep and then went straight to the studio and then recorded my parts. I did not sleep for that beauty whole day sleep, either. fucking... Like, no, we were car. sleeping in cars, and they wake up. They wake me up at like five o'clock in the morning because I hear <laughs> Derek, go. or no, I hear uh, Mason and our old guitarist saying, "I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes." Derek's, by the way, Derek's, this is funny. Derek's smoking a square. I was so stressed. Derek's smoking I a was square stressed to that there, point man. where I was like, "I need a." Cigarette. And okay. and I'm like, Cameron and me both were woken up by that, but I didn't, I didn't realize Cameron had been waking up, and I I look over at him and I'm like. I'm going to fucking kill them. So the, the moment... Like, I'm going to kill them. The question you were really asking, besides all that, <laughs> uh, the moment, like, we basically knew is what you said. To go for it? Yeah. yeah. The moment we knew that this was it, that this is what we got to do, um, I'm not even going to lie. It was probably our last... Uh, it was probably Fuchsia Fest and our last national show. So obviously, we just went for the album. All this was just an experience I wanted to have. I didn't realize that this was becoming bigger than what I anticipated it to be. But we played in front of like 150 people at a house party in Nashville and seeing 150 people jump to our songs that we sat. That's a lot of people in one small house, dude. That That is. It was scary as shit. And and we sat and wrote. Did the house have a basement? No. 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 Oh, thank God. It's literally called the kitchen because that's where you play. Oh, wow. And uh, we literally sat together. After all of our shifts, after school, after everything, writing those songs that are like, you know, to us was just kind of fun to brag to other friends about and ended up being like people are traveling 45 minutes, an hour away to like see this local band. Yeah. That's always like the dream is like we have fans. That's awesome. It's cool. For me, it's kind of like the opposite because like right before, you know, my whole life, I always knew what I wanted to do. At one point, I wanted to, you know, be an architecture. I won't, or I yeah. wanted to get into architecture. I want uh, at, you know, at, at another point, I wanted to do like SFX makeup or like, okay. you know, art, comic books or whatever. But right before Flesh Hole, you know, it was we're all about to graduate high school, and I took like a, a deep look, and I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. I'm like, I'm not good at anything. 
like I have no fucking clue what my next step is for the mm. first time in my life, you know? And we, uh, you know, we played that very first song and even though it sounded like shit, immediately I'm like, all right, I'm like, <laughs> finally, I'm like, this is it. I'm, I got to hold on to this shit because this is no, the only, don't. this is the only chance I have. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was, that was when I decided like, yep, I'm gonna have to make this work. Let's do it. I actually, uh, I was never like a musician. I'm, I still don't consider myself a musician, but, um, back in like, I'm telling this story, Mason, back in freshman year, um, you I was, that Mason? I was, telling we were, uh, me and Mason were working on a project together and, uh, Musical and I was, project? no, no, story. just like a school project. school project. I was, I was like singing to myself cause that was just something I did back then. And yeah. Mason looks at me and he's like, man, he's, he basically like, this isn't like a verbatim, but he basically just looked at me. He's like, man, you sound like shit, you know? <laughs> and, and I was like, man, I'm just going to have to get really good at guitar. And I didn't do that either. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of years later and now he's playing drums in the same band that I'm doing vocals yeah, I'm in. Yeah, playing so, in the back but, of the stage and he's to the front. So I guess, I yeah. guess I improved a little bit. Dude, but okay. Like something that just came to my mind was um, recently for some reason I was listening back to Eminem's first album. Oh, yeah. So, and, and I, I don't know why. I have no idea. It's just totally yeah. related. <laughs> but, but and and then I listened to a, a few more after that. And I and, but so what just came to my mind was like, um, I think the same thing that attracts me to his music attracts me to you. We are Eminem. But but that what I mean by that is we're rap gods. What I yes, Don't. not yet. But what I mean by that is is like the the themes and like the. Like Eminem is a great, in my opinion, a great storyteller. As oh, yeah. in he embodies his characters. Well, fuck. There's one song that I'm thinking of where he like sings he like sings in like a like a Middle Eastern accent. What's that? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Ass like that. It is ass like that. Hey, yeah. I, I, I was dude, Eminem, man. dude, and when he does, I'm like, I'm just listening to the album. I'm like, dude, when he does it, I'm like, this is so fucking good. Like, he embodies the character so well. And there is a inkling of that. But I also think it is because of the commitment to the character that, like, you portray, but then the music sets a background mm-hmm. for. That it's like, you can actually portray these things. What it... There's one song, I don't even know if I wrote it down. Um, okay, for example, A Bump in the Road, like the nuclear fallout song. Oh, Bump in the oh, Night? Bump in the Night. Bump in the Night, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It's, it's fine. We, we couldn't, figure, we couldn't figure out the name either when we wrote it. it a Bump th- in the Night. It had three names. Was it Bump in the Road? Uh, it was, a it Bump was in the nine, Night, Hiroshima, and... 1945. <laughs> It the song isn't that good to have three names. No, no it's not a but, three. But what I think about it, like when I heard, like when I listened to it last night again, I'm like, the the theme is so like tight, and then there's the sound effects. Did oh, did yeah. did Ron Peace throw the sound effects? Um, really? I actually, told, yeah, he told me there too. were a couple things like I had lists and i still even for like our future work when when i when you write a song i'll know just by listening to it if i want to add effects or like uh gang vocals or you know anything to my voice production yeah it i i'm immediately thinking about like what i want to add you know because they do all the instrumentation you know so i want to think about like what sound effects and vocal effects i want to add 
So I had lists for each song of all the effects. And I'm like, Ron, like I need a plane, like a like a, a B-52 bomber. I need the sound of an explosion. <laughs> I need my voice to sound like I'm on like a, a mega, like, like, like an intercom. Bomber. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need a, si- a siren. Yeah, yeah. And I need, I need siren. a siren, a, yeah. a siren going. I'm like, I need all those things in this song. He's like, okay. He's like, fine. And he just does it like immediately, like without hesitation. And I'm like, that's exactly what I had imagined in my head. There were a couple songs though, where he would actually come in and out effects. Like because he just yeah. thought it would sound cool good. Thing. Oh yeah, um, we, it was we, actually. I think the coolest one. Miss. Yeah, I think I think the coolest one was like, I I felt like forced entry wasn't scary enough, which is definitely an understatement. But <laughs> I was like, add wind in the beginning, and it just made the difference. I was like, and the ocean. Don't forget about the ocean waves. waves. Yep. Yep. I can hear those. Supposed to be a bipolar opposite of the song, basically. Everything in the background this very is calm supposed to catch you ambience. as like yep. it's <laughs> yeah, that is so dark to have like a beautiful scene and then a murder going on. It shows how real it, it should have like kind of showed how real oh. like everything like he this also, could happen. Also yeah. The, yeah. the recording was like super, you know, like dirty, like it, it, because it was recorded on a phone. Yes. Supposedly. Yes. Um but uh he he cleaned up the audio so you could hear like everything happening way more clearly. Like obviously it still doesn't sound clear, so it's probably hard to imagine that it sounded worse than that. But like you could really hear what she was saying now, and yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. it's all audible. And um, yeah, so that was uh, Ron, Ron did great. Also, did. also did I do want to say like a little aside. So the very end of the album, or I guess technically the end, on the end of the album, if you like. I think on Bandcamp we have the bonus song or whatever that you get if you buy it. Mason doesn't want to talk about that. Smegma. But, uh... Smegma. But, uh... Yeah, Smegma is the song that reminds me of Eminem, by the way. Yeah, I'd believe that. So, (laughs) so, uh... Right right before that song is, like, the official closing of the album, and I forget... What did we call that? It's called Foul Play. Foul Play, yeah. Okay. So... The piano, Mason, yeah. we did not plan to do that. Mason saw a piano and he's like, can I the play black, this, Ron? The black grand piano. Was it the black yes. grand yeah. piano? Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, hey, Ron, can I play this? And he's like, it's out of tune, but sure. And so he recorded the exact same it, notes it was, or whatever. It was the guitar too. part I did in the beginning, but just on the piano. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, so that's cool. But um, yeah, that song, uh, we get a lot of people telling us how fucked up we are because we put that uh that intro in i like album. to put it in perspective about the last song about how he wrote like the piano part for the guitar part as well at the end i like to keep it like as like what if the album is an endless loop yeah no that's like, great it never stop dude that's like when i first listened to it too i'm like oh you, you have like transitions and then like flesh hole i think his song's called like flesh hole one or something yeah. like that's like kind of an interlude type yeah like an interlude type yeah. thing and like that to me, like that, that I love albums that have those like skits, uh, you know, interludes, yeah. whatever yeah, you want to no, call exactly. those. Like, yeah. They're basically theme pieces that give you context to the rest of the music. Yep. Right, like the, it doesn't uh, have to be in my like, eyes, like a, a concept like, album doesn't it, have to be. I always looked at um, discographies for artists, almost like a book series. It's yeah. kind of like, how are you right. going to go to the next novel yeah. in the best way? Your album is definitely not just a compilation of tracks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, I had 50 tracks, I chose 10. You know, that's definitely yeah. not 
when, and I really enjoyed that. Like I'm a fan of those types of albums. I love Kendrick Lamar, for example, mm-hmm. because of his super good ability to do that thematically. Yeah. All right, similar first vibe. Eminem and then Kendrick Lamar. Look, we're Kendrick gonna Lamar, to, Jesus, we're gonna have to start a rap smear, man. No, here. Kendrick Lamar is really. He, he's got it going though. Bryson, yeah. you got to start rapping on the next album. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Damn. So, so you mentioned gang vocals, something that's pretty present on your um, record, almost like sometimes a call and response. Mm-hmm. Like, so was that? Does that come from a style of music that you like, so, or you just like imagine this shit? It is. It it is really present in like, especially like crossover thrash or Iron thrash Reagan. hardcore punk, and that's really the big one we got it from. Would be like Iron Reagan and Municipal Waste. They're like just they really do it just, constantly. I would say the Beatles, but a lot five of five people. All right, well, <laughs> and they all he do, would say the Beatles. They all do sure, notes and quartets. I guess that's fine. We can but, uh, we can drop we, another legend we, uh, right now. We yeah. Um, so we. Uh, uh, there's also like you know a lot of oi punk bands from back in the day would have the the gang vocals and and you know stuff like that street punk would have it. and we we don't really have that sound but i at least let's do a lot of that music okay um and you know i'll hear like a part of the song and i'm like and it almost becomes like too much i i don't think it's too much but i think everyone else thinks it's too much because i'll i'll pick out like a almost every single song i'm like we could have gang vocals in this you know <laughs> a little gang vocals for a treat you know and, <laughs> a little sprinkle yeah but i i enjoy them like especially like on momo chug mm-hmm. awesome in my opinion uh uh conspiracy theory yeah, that uh, one's a, supposed to be another like call and response to the crowd, kind of like yes. Scream was. Scream, same thing. Yeah, I think it actually like completes the thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me feel like I'm there, like at the whatever you know, at the show, at the event, whatever is going on in the song, makes me feel like there's like an extra layer of life. Yeah. So like in the studio, what was it like? You laid down, then we overdub. All of you? Pretty much, yeah. We would all, I would I would go in, do the vocal parts, and then I'm like, okay, Ron, this is where I want gang vocals to be. And he's like, okay. And we'd all head in there, stand around a microphone, and just yell the part. You know, we'd play it, we'd hear it in the headphones. And right, I, I would like look at them to make sure they knew like, this is where we're going to do the gang vocals, all right? Okay, let's go. You know, yeah. and then we'd, we'd all do it. Okay, so... Sticking to the building the album part, we're at the studio now. You fucking sleep it in your cars. You load in. Are you guys excited, nervous? You're in a real studio. I was the studio's happier. pretty sick, dude. I've checked it out on Google Images. It was fucking blown crazy. away. I was, I be. was when we walked in. You know, I'm, I like, I didn't have low expectations at all. I, I felt like. We should be disappointed in ourselves playing at a studio that nice. <laughs> don't, don't I, here. I think one thing is it it set us up in a really bad way to be like totally fucking bummed out if we ever went anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I didn't know what to think because yeah, Mason I, was always the musician. Mason and Derek to me were always the musicians. I don't consider, I still do not consider myself a musician. I never was involved with this kind of thing before I met them. And so I'm not expecting and, to walk in and see this and, shit. And, and it's like a fucking cathedral yeah. to me. And you what know, Bryson's like, teasing to is the fact that this is our first album and it sound the quality okay i'm not going to talk right. about the the songs but the quality of the album sounds pretty tight for a, a like 3 years as a band out of high school mm. i am very nervous to top that <laughs> yeah. i 
I uh, was like probably happier than I've ever been like with that whole experience like like just um at that point at least you know like at at that instant everything else in my life that's happened up until that point is like not shit <laughs> but uh, see I think that is such a awesome like side effect byproduct mm-hmm. of going to a nice studio is like it just boosts morale. Like oh, it, it does. Boosts, yeah. like, your we, inspiration. Like, especially fuck. when you've been sleeping in your car and then you walk into this yeah. nice warm building. <laughs> yeah. We, and it's beautiful. We, uh, it's like, oh, wooden floors. Yeah. yeah. No, or bro, floors at all, really. Yeah. He had carpet floors. Yeah. It was wood floors in the, uh, in the recording part. In the live room. He had yeah. a couch, you know, instead of a car seat. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. There is a, yeah. Car seat. <laughs> car seat. So how many days were you there? Five. Technically, Whoa. we we recorded for four of those. Fifth we, was set we, up. Uh, fifth was actually like us just kind he of basically getting there and them. sleeping. I think right. So what, I don't think you guys you guys might know this, but like what he does is that he does a six seven hour session with us, mm-hmm. and then when we leave, he probably stays there till ten or eleven, actually producing okay. the track. Mixing so that's in. technically the that's fifth. what I figured he did. Yeah, I, yeah, so I kind of had a feeling because he gave us the physical copy in our hands to leave with. And I oh played that God. shit the entire. Dude, that yeah. is so impressive. I, yeah, Holy and I played shit. that, that shit the whole way like home. Live my but game. I, but it, it wasn't it wasn't totally it to, it wasn't totally finished. Like he still had to send oh, yeah, us yeah. the digital. The, the cool thing is though okay. is that he um I was communicating with him uh, as as we had it, and I was just talking about like you know going through certain um, online things to release the music, and he was like, hey, actually, uh, I found a couple parts to tweak. Um, you mind if I send you a second masters if you just want to go over it? So he was like still working on it just because he like was like working on her music. It's awesome, and it was dope. And and I mean he's been doing that for decades. So yeah. I'm like I you know it was like I, I even I don't know shit about any of this, but you know the, with the studios we talked to beforehand and all that, I, like when he just handed us the the album right there, I'm like, I'm like is this the album? He's like. Everyone's like, yeah, man, that's that's the album. I'm like, are you are you sure that's the album? Yeah. Like if I so if I put this in my car's radio, I'm gonna hear like the album. And they're like, Yeah, you're you gonna hear it. I heard it was the, just crazy to I me. heard the car yeah. test is the best test to do though yeah. as a band that's because that's where everyone's music. listening to it. Yeah. Right. And now that also now like earbuds are oh, a common thing that people mix and for. It sounds so good. Because of that, I mean you're gonna like a lot of people listen in earbuds. Like the little teen, like tiny ass speakers, you know, yeah. mixing. But yeah. okay, so that is insane. I that dude, that is like the thought of him working with you all day and then you leaving and him finishing the music is an awesome. It's an awesome like a uh, homage to Ron Pease. Yeah, dude's been doing it since the seventies. It's great. So it's and wild. It, so when you left there, from like the version that you left with, from the finished version that you posted, is it the same or is there it, the edits? It's, the there's, there the, are the edits. I yeah, think. I think the only difference is maybe like volume quality. Like it's not even like the sound or anything. It was just like he was like, hey, like, you know, I turn this up or okay. maybe turn Cameron's bass up or something, you know, like along that kind of line. Did, did, uh, like when you're in there tracking, did you track as a live band or did you track into? Yes, we did. So I've always been known to track separately when yeah. I would record things. 
And the craziest thing is my dad, before we goes, he was like, if he was a real producer, he would track you as a live band to get the chemistry. Cause my dad, you know, my dad, but anyway, the point is I actually don't, <laughs> you, you would, you would know my dad if you saw him okay. because he just looks like him. Um, but <laughs> anyway, my head now, but anyway, yeah. he was like, he, he was like, yeah, I think we get the best sound as a live band. Cause he always used Led Zeppelin as an example. Oh fuck. Yeah. And I was like, awesome and i know cameron loves that because he when, feels better with when it. we were recording that garbage ep yeah i <laughs> i was so stressed out for it not because of just my thoughts of lack of ability of playing but it was just the fact that it was just Derek operating the recorder yeah the amp. and i was just <laughs> i was just playing my bass parts and i was like i feel like i'm doing this wrong every time and he's like no you're good dude i'm like i can't tell because we couldn't listen to any of the other parts because it was just on a shitty amp. I'm going to be honest. I was lying to all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to get yeah. the damn thing done. Yeah, it was very stressful. <laughs> but whenever we got there and Ron was like, uh, he was talking to Mason about it. I think I was unloading our gear from the car. And Mason was like, all right, so we're recording this together as a live band. I was like, I am no longer nervous. Yes. It it was a great late weight that was lifted off my shoulders. And that makes sense, man. And it's so cool because he just clicks and goes. Like he's like, Hey, did you feel good? Do you feel any kind of good? Do that again. Do that again. You know, and like there was a time where I was very tired. Like there was a song that we were playing that I was, was obviously Yeah, I was obviously messing up a lot in the drums. And he was like, Come back tomorrow. He was like He's like, come back tomorrow, get some sleep, actually get a hotel. <laughs> did you? Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, good. We, we did I'll a deal. couple nights. I, I paid for it because I said I was not going to sleep in a car again. Yeah. No, we stayed at an Airbnb, remember? Yeah, we that was, well, we, that that was, was the, the last few days. Uh, the last yeah, day, yeah. Because yeah. we slept in cars the first night, stayed in a hotel the second night, didn't like the hotel because the owners were sketchy, left, <laughs> slept in the cars again the third night, and then I was like, guys, I'm not fucking doing this again. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find us an Airbnb said, right now. the back now. problems will be the death of me. Well, it's just so miserable. I hate fucking not being able to sleep properly. You only get like two hours of sleep in a car, really. Like That's what you get. And 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 think about you spend all this money and energy getting yourself to this badass studio. You wake up fucking all out of Mm -hmm. whack, and then you barely slept. The the best part about sleeping in a car while you're recording is is you can tell people afterwards... That you Man, we fucking slept in cars. <laughs> we were out of town recording. Yeah. And what's even more of a relief to find out that you actually did have a couple nights of decent. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the best nights I think we've the, all hey, had. Hey, the second night though was great because we just got really drunk. Yeah, well, yeah, we got drunk. Okay, so we parked, <laughs> we parked at a, a rest stop and then we all got alcohol and sat in the parking lot just. Chilling, blaring music, getting drunk. It was a it was a nine eleven memoriam parking lot. Yeah, we were just out there getting lit. (laughs) Wow, slash rest stop. Yeah, Um, the first one was like the first one was. Oh my god! It was it was like it was like a pilot or loves yeah something like that you know one of the like diesel truck rest stops but um, dog park too. Yeah, yeah, we took Derek on walks regularly. Um, yeah, uh, the car thing. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It was miserable. So, you, but you, ch- so you check as a live band. Did you lay double guitars? Yeah. So yeah, we okay. kind of did do that uh, for a lot of the feel. We wanted to add a lot of most most of the filler in for most of the guitars because, I mean, with how 
like guitars being recorded every day nowadays it's 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 weird to kind of get a guitar into an album nowadays because you know mm-hmm. it's not just it's it's more about tone yeah when it comes to like coming so you, to get a guitar you double the guitar then on some songs you play a third like time a third melody yep yep um actually there's another thing too about like the guitar tracking is uh the solo on um yeah. yes oh, this what is, is my it? favorite what is the uh, post-mortem. post-mortem yeah you played it i played the solo because <laughs> yeah because uh they kept bryson was like Derek, you're gonna fucking do a solo on that song because it doesn't i left the spot open on yeah, purpose I didn't do that for he, a solo. he did great mason <laughs> yeah i didn't do that's that. very awesome. good i i noticed the solo because it's the only solo right? solo literally yeah. the, only like the only actual yeah. solo on the whole well record. we had a rhythm guitarist at the time so Derek's whole purpose in the band was to be a <laughs> lead like, guitarist no, and he chug. said i'm not gonna be a fucking lead guitarist <laughs> I'm going to be a second rhythm. I was like, caveman, go chug. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kept telling him for months, like before we recorded this, damn near as soon as we started writing it, I was like, all right, I'm leaving this part open. It sounds cool. It, it's not like a vocal part. This has to be a solo. I'm like, now it's your time to shine, Derek. Like write a fucking solo for this song. I said, I want it to be creepy and like sad, you know? Uh-huh. And he's like, all right, bro, I got you. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> Never. So the day we're in the studio, I'm like, Derek, you ever write that solo? He's like, man. And Mason's like, let me go in and see if I can figure something out real quick. So he goes in and does it first fucking try. And I'm like, all right, De- uh, Mason, uh, your lead guitarist, Derek, on drums. It, it worked good <laughs> enough. And like, I just, I, I made it not too much. And I made it like, the thing is, though, is like, Never mind. <laughs> I was. It, I think it fits. I mean, I'm glad that that was yeah. the creative decision to not have solo. I don't think your songs need. You, you don't necessarily come off as that band. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I work with like a, a young group of guys, and they kind of have like a classic rock sound. Mm-hmm. Every song has a solo, but it fits their <laughs> style yeah. because that's like their style. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't really do solos very often, less, but for yeah. that song less specifically, is sometimes more. For yeah, some stuff. I yeah. think so. So this is like a technical question. Do you remember, um, did he mic your guitar amp? Did he First of all, did he mic it? Yeah. So with how like the amps and everything went, he actually had Marshall stacks up there, Mesa Boogie stacks. Yeah. So we didn't really have to like bring anything besides our guitar. We actually did one problem and not bring pedals up there. So, but... It's kind of weird that we didn't bring pedals. It was almost like something was telling us was like, let's make this as original as we can Super because raw. there was yeah. never, you know, like back like then raw, there wasn't yeah, so. like many pedals out like back yeah. then for guitar effects and was like that's how it kind of fits as, as real. But no, he he had amps himself and but stuff, so he had us he, plugged up. So yeah, he he mic'd his amps. Yeah. So when he when he mic'd your amps for the rhythm <laughs> rhythm parts when he did it for the rhythm parts, did he mic it differently for the other parts? Did he change the mic position? Not entirely, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, a lot of how it went down was like we just kind volume. of we we volume and we tried to play over the track and just try to match it as much as we can. Cool. Yeah, he, uh, he also had like some effects that it was built in that didn't sound too like uh like I don't know watery like generic. Because yeah. sometimes, like built in effects, he added can his be good touches in. Like it. you mean built into the like amp? the computer, like the oh, interface okay. or yeah. whatever he was using at the time. Yeah, so like I think that's what like the postmortem solo has a little bit of like 
not like echo or something yeah yeah like reverb or whatever is put on it but yeah it all fits man we do really appreciate that yeah seriously okay so i okay i think you pretty much answered my question about being involved in the mixing he did a lot of it when you weren't there yeah Um, yeah no uh, i think he did he did some of it when we weren't there but for like there were definitely times where we'd be in the the mastering at the end was probably we probably were involved because dude we were very burnt out like can imagine we were we were like can't yeah actually every day so try to imagine obviously i did my parts last because i was on vocals and Mm -hmm. you know for for their parts i was like staying in the room the whole time and like i'm watching them through the you know the recording area and uh you know, I'm digging it the whole time. I'm watching them playing. I'm like, man, my band, they're so fucking talented, you know? And so I do my vocal parts and, and I'm like taking a, a breather to go like listen to what's what's been going on and, you know, how, how I sound and I walk out and I'm like, man, I'm going to ask them if I did good on that part. Like I need to, I need to make sure I sounded all right. And I get into the, the booth and I'm like, where the fuck is my band at? And I'm like, hey, Ron, where are all the guys at? I need to ask them about this track. And he's like, oh, they're all playing foosball in the front. <laughs> yeah, the foosball table. Was so legit. there's That's one hilarious. thing I do want to mention about the record. It's uh, actually really funny. So I got pressured into actually what's weird. I should have said this earlier. You were talking about Flesh Hole 1, like yeah. the, the bit song. So what's funny about that is I got pressured into making that song right when we we're in the studio, yeah. right there. They were oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, we, we're going to do this track. We so paid, you need to do this in 30 seconds. Yeah, we said we seconds. wanted to, we paid for 15. We paid for 15 tracks we and we 14. only showed up with 14. Okay, okay. And, and we were like, we're, we're not going to ask we, for money back. We always, we always <laughs> wanted to have, actually what it was is because we combined those two songs, we ended up with 14. So that's actually what happened. We combined those two songs one oh, night, I see. and so we ended up you with fourteen with instead 15, of fifteen. Technically, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we always wanted to have like a thirty-second song that was just like goofy, you know. And so I, we we all went to Derek, and we're like, "Hey, Derek, like we got a little project for you." He did, and, it though, and we're man. figuring out. I helped him write like one of the parts of the riff yeah. while they were all setting up or doing whatever they were doing. But the the I think like the like main intro was what I was like helping him come up with. And then he came up with the rest of it him completely by himself. And I was just like, I'm just going to yell fear the flesh over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so we actually were like, Hey, we should name this flesh hole one. And then the next album should have flesh hole two mm. and then flesh hole three. We should just keep hey, running with this. Don't go past flesh hole three. We don't know. Yeah. We don't want to give him any hints. Part. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Marketing. So, so, <laughs> I want to just, um, I want to say a couple comments that I have that I, like these were thoughts that came to me after listening to your record and then going to the gym and listening to it again while riding a bike because I feel like the gym is a great place to think. So listen to your record that night, go to the gym the next day, listen to it again on the bike. So I'm just going to tell you, I felt like I had all these in my notes on my phone. I'm like, I should share these because it's good to get feedback. Oh yeah. So I think, so first comment, great workout music. Second comment, funny lyrics, very informed, great delivery. Who writes? I actually write, I, I get help for a lot of the songs like i said he helped me with government orgy literally the night before he, we went to record he's a visionary like terrified. so he it's yeah. kind of cool we kind of bring him like a like we bring him a skeleton and he just puts the muscle on it basically so puts a theme like, like i said this. like 
I don't flesh. consider myself a Puts, musician. Gives it like, flesh. like I, I don't, I don't consider myself a musician, but I consider my talent is like the dudes are doing artists. and saying yes. things that make people feel. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, awesome. I, 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 I like to draw out empathy and like even a, like positive empathy, negative empathy. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I, I think that I'm good at that instead yeah. of like the musical side of it. Um, so I come up with like a lot of it. I'll come up with like. I'll either do it immediately or it'll take fucking months. Like mm-hmm. I, I will. Like there have been songs Classic. that yeah, there have been songs that we're working on that like I would not write. Like I, I was just so fucking stubborn. I, I would not figure out what to do with it for like the whole months as they're like forming these songs. And then one practice, I'm like, man, I've really got to write some lyrics for these songs. So I just kind of took a little bit to sit down and. I'm just like typing, typing away while they're writing. Like my fingers are fucking on fire because every single song I'm like, I'm going to just write the lyrics right now. Like I'm just going to get it all done. And I wrote like four songs that night, the lyrics for them like there because I I didn't feel like doing it the several months before that. I'm a total procrastinator, but I like, I don't know, I I like, uh, you know, I've never been like a poetry guy, but I kind of consider it poetry, you know, because I I think poetry is more about like making people feel than like the actual like spoken word. Yeah. And I think that's uh, like, that is one thing. I think that a lot of, I don't want to just categorize local bands as a thing, but I think like that's one thing that does make you guys stand out as well Thank is you. like the the coherent stories and like the like even Smegma, it's like fucking cringy for me to listen to. But I <laughs> enjoy it because of that. Cause yeah. I'm like, there's no denying that this is not tight. Like this is a tight theme. Like this Thank is you. it's like watching I don't I don't know. I don't know, but it's like watching something that's hard to watch, but it's like, but I can't deny that they didn't do it really well. Mm-hmm. Whatever that thing is. I appreciate is. that. So, Nas- yeah. NASCAR. That's like, NASCAR, the, that's the, that is the like best <laughs> compliment <laughs> they you could possibly racing. give to Smegma. Like you can't <laughs> say like, wow, this is a phenomenal masterpiece of like a brilliant, it's like, it's very tight. It's got a very tight, cohesive thing. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's yeah. the joke song. It is definitely, really it is that. definitely about dick cheese. Like that. Right. if, if no I had that. no denying that, yeah. Yeah. Wait, it is? okay um okay so i got on your youtube there's one video Uh there's more to come supposedly Uh oh Oh, yeah anyway let me just say this let me just say this if you play more live show this is again i'm right i'm not i didn't type this up to tell you today this is back then this is me being like putting on my producer hat and like Mm -hmm. my music hat if you play more live shows and create more videos like that one video, you'll create context, like cultural context, for which your music can lift you up. Like, as in, if I'm somebody like I was that night, I probably would, if you would have had 40 videos of you guys fucking off, they're funny videos. I can tell you guys are funny. I knew you were funny from watching the videos. Like, your chemistry's funny, your eyes are redder than fuck, you know, like, like it's just, like, there's so much. I was so red in that video for no, like I just okay. got done drumming. Mason I, is straight edge, but he's always fucking tired. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Like my thought was, I had my own thoughts, but, but the point was I, I, I liked you guys edge. after watching that. I thought, man, if there was like up next on my YouTube and it was another video of you guys hanging out, I would have watched it. 
And I would have probably, because like, you, we you really got to get it. on that. Yeah, that was like months ago. And we're like, we'll upload next week. I think, I think, <laughs> I know how it goes. That's yeah, why I'm saying, yeah. I, I know. See, I, th- I think, uh, I think a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a piss? Just can you just go outside and piss on the side of the house? That's like that's, that's all the artists. Do. <laughs> all right, and uh, uh, the door's hard. Say nothing. The door's hard as hell to pull, so just yank on that. All right, just twist the knob. Hey, but we're yank doing on a it. podcast in here, so let's be quiet. <laughs> Bro, if we can hear um, you piss from in here, I'm gonna be furious. I think oh, like, there's a window right here too, so we'll see. So awesome. try to go between sure the windows, unless you want to. I agree though. Um, the videos were su- are, are super fun to do. We had a, we've have a bunch of material to make videos. I think it was just because right after that we went through this like kind of patch. Mm-hmm. It's always like you ever get those like a, a dry patch. Yeah, like yeah. a consistency like. What is going on to make this not what it was, and then it becomes and, what it is again? Like right now, like, like, sure. And ever since we kind of got out of that patch, you know, because we always do, we always manage to pull through. But like ever since then, we've been so focused on a big surprise, you know, that uh, that like we don't really like we're we're totally focused on that right now. Which I've actually we've talked about this. Like I'll me and Mason especially will come to practice with fucking a list of things. It's like this is what we're gonna talk to the guys about this week. Um and and that's like almost always on the list is like we've got to figure out this like this video shit because our two ideas are like a mixture of like vlogs and like skits. Yeah, because like I think you could nail those. Yeah, you're and, funny and, people. Thank you. Your and chemistry is even funnier than you we've individually. Always had like. <laughs> that was it not offensive? <laughs> now it is. It's like you guys, uh, ain't, you guys ain't that funny, but together you might, you might pass a little bit. Yeah, but, Mason, um, Mason, I actually don't like you. <laughs> but um, we we've always like outside of music, like we've all like jackass, especially like Mason yeah. and Derek, they do it even when there's not a camera on. They will act like they're in an episode of jackass. It's just in their personality. And, you know, I've always really liked like old short movies on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Ever since I was a kid, I would just go watch that stuff. And mm-hmm. so like we've had ideas for like a decade in our own lives of like, I want to make this you know and and i feel like as like a band it kind of gives us an outlet to kind of combine like our different types of artistic drive and like tightly wrap it together you know and and hopefully carry the same fan base to both or maybe even bring in a new fan base from one to the other you know any any amount of things could happen from it absolutely we just actually have to (laughs) to record some material Dude, you say you say jackass, and I'm not kidding. Yesterday, I was thinking I I listened to music. I thought of Bam Margera. <laughs> Bam, Mar- <laughs> Bam Margera is the manager to this band. <laughs> That's I'm probably why I thought of him. <laughs> I, mean, I literally was saying, I'm like, guy, this, he would love like Momo Chug or something <laughs> oh for God. a theme song of his out al- or of his show. That's just what I think of. Oh, Bam Margera. Okay, so. So I also say creating an album is no small feat and doing it well is even more challenging. So I commend you guys for a first solid first album. Thank you. Thank super, you. super Thank you. thanks. Um, skits are a nice touch. We already talked about that. Your album feels very street cool. Like it would be liked by skaters. Mm. 
Some of it yeah. reminds me of Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah. from when you I was could, a kid. Oh, that's oh, yeah. the highest fucking form of compliment that you could possibly give. Wouldn't every band want to get one song on Tony Hawk Pro oh, Skater? My God. Like back in the early 2000s. At least one, man. Like I wish yeah. our whole album could be on a fucking Tony Hawk game, you know? Yeah. And and they're what they re- which one did they just remaster? They just remastered uh, the, one the of two them. For, the two first pro skaters. Um but yeah, we we actually with literally practice eat Look. shitty taco bell then go skating until like or, or even sometimes we'd play tony hawk games or like we'd play skate or like tony hawk's yeah. american wasteland on ps2 and it's like PS2? listen tony hawk i you're probably not listening to this all right <laughs> but we but would love yeah we would love to be featured on a game any game and he says, I have zero input to my game soundtrack. I was about to I say, I don't think he's involved put, at all. I put, my, <laughs> I put my name on the, the front. crew. The crew behind the Tony Hawk soundtrack. If Bam Margera is listening supervisor. to this. Yeah, the music supervisor. The same thing I said to Tony. Just do it. All right, get us on. <laughs> okay, so I, I have one more question. And we've hinted at it, but what... What is the goal? Like, what are we doing? Like, with your music? Like, what are, as a group, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to, do you want to be a touring band? Do you want to make albums for the rest of your life? Like, what is the dream of Flesh? What's the Fleshhole dream? I'm only going to speak for what I can for all of us because that is the hardest thing to do, is because even though that we've all known each other for a while now, People change. People have different priorities. Yeah. He's got a child. Some of us got bigger jobs. I think as of now, this we want to keep this as consistent and progressive as possible. If progressive is either one playing two shows a month or to making a living off of it, keep going up the ladder, whatever that is. And I think is the thing is, you know, when me and him were 13 in middle school, we've always wanted to tour with bands that we grew up on, be in arenas and stuff. Now, I would just love to play in front of a thousand people and just pay rent. Yeah. You know, because that's just what I would love to do. And doing that with your four best friends, yeah. five best friends, you know, just touring the world, playing and just hearing somebody go like, I love that one fucking song on that album. Yeah. It's, that's enough. I heard that album on the remastered Tony Hawk game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I think to speak for all of us um, as much as I can is that sticking together and doing what we love the most, and that is hanging out and playing music that we love to play. That's really all it is. There's nothing more than that because in the beginning, do you really do this for fans you don't have? You do it for yourself, and then yeah. it kind of becomes a family and fans mm. and a structure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like... I don't know if I can speak on an end game. I know it's important to always have kind of a, a final destination like a, in mind so that you can aim. get there. But it's more like it's more like like you're climbing up a ladder and hoping to fucking God there's another you know, another bar to, yeah. to hook up onto. And um I almost feel like like as much as we've talked about Momo Chug listening, maybe it's because I've listened to it so much. It almost feels like there's something missing. You know what I mean? And that drives me because I feel like as long as I think there's something missing in what I create, I'll keep on creating. There's more to be done. And and all like as far as myself, I want to take care of my my son and I want to hopefully, you know, at least get enough food that I don't pass away. Mm-hmm. Um and uh <laughs> gosh. But as far as like, as far as who I'm doing this for, other than that, um, I 
don't care what people feel, but I want to make as many people feel as I can. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they if if all that they're feeling from our music is like fucking partying, or they feel like fighting, or they feel happy, or sad, or scared, or, or fucking even like angry. completely repulsed. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. The only thing like that I don't want, you know, is like I don't ever want somebody to listen to our music and be like, oh, this wasn't made for me. You know what I mean? This was like this wasn't made for who I am. You know, I want everybody, like every type of person to to enjoy our music. Yeah, and that's and, the only and, thing I don't want people to feel is like this isn't for them. And like some of the stuff we actually talk about in the songs, like I also want it to be relatable. Like, yeah. Like I like trying to sometimes be a voice for people that don't feel like they have the confidence being in a band or showing up to a show or whatever. Because the thing is... <laughs> All of dudes, us dudes with smegma who can't all, admit yeah. it. All of us they were dudes are not with, allowed at our no, shows. <laughs> all of us at one time were dudes with smegma at a hardcore show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At one all time. Of us, all of us Mason. Yeah. I'm not, it's not my fault you don't know how to shower. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, no. but uh yeah, we um I, I was serious about the smegma. I don't, I'm not trying to smell that shit when I'm washing man. <laughs> but uh but no, I mean honestly, like the the closest thing to an end goal would is still technically not an end goal because it's just to uh, right. it's it's to it's to uh, affect as many people as possible. I don't care if we ever like you know listened to by by millions of people. Mm-hmm. I just want to get as many people as I as I as I can to actually feel something. And and like that, you can say it's an end goal, but technically speaking, as many people as I can is like an undefined number. I yeah. mean, there, there can always be more people um, that you can get the feel. And you always can better yourself as a musician, man. I mean, like, there's so many bands out there that's been together for 50, 60 years and still rehearse the same old songs yeah. they did when they were 16. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be, you know, I don't know if any of us will be playing hardcore punk thrash, crossover thrash, when we're like 70. Derek will. Derek yeah. will. Der- Derek will. Seven, Derek yeah. will. The rest of us, though, I don't. I don't know if we'll be doing it when we're seventy, but we'll be doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, like lots whether like <laughs> lots of shit ton, dude. I'll yeah. be seventy years old. Why do I care? But uh, no. Um, gonna be changing your diaper. But it's <laughs> all <laughs> the way around now. But um. <laughs> But uh, we'll 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 be doing something, you know. Mason lives and breathes music, you know. I'll uh, um, yeah. Cameron's extremely creative, and and I'm passionate in everything that I've tried to do, whether mm-hmm. I succeeded or not. And I feel like it's actually the first thing in my life that I've done, and I've like actually, like somewhat, like I, you know, I definitely haven't even, I don't think I've even reached like a quarter way threshold for what we're gonna end up doing and we know that I, like i feel like this is the first time i've succeeded in the sense of like i'm actually doing something with this dude, dude and even if no one and i say no one as in like millions of people but even if your album or your music never reaches critical acclaim whatever i still think the adventure and the like the undertaking of a first album like what you guys pulled off in my opinion which again doesn't mean there's no weight to that there's nothing going on here but with that like a like that is an accomplishment that i think like that is worth the investment it, it, is. it lives Thank on you. forever like it and yeah. it's good man like whether anybody else recognizes it's good all you have to do is just keep going. And, and I, I hope that for you guys. Like, I hope whatever happens, it's just that it can continue and evolve and develop and be better and more coherent and just 
like more rooted in you're not giving a fuck. Like I think that's so useful. It really is. Like and, it's a utility to society to have certain people who will get up on a mic and talk about their dicks and <laughs> like it's like a comedian. Like you bring a part of the human Man. spirit to life that everybody we else actually, is like uh, put away because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's crazy to think that like and this is really wild because I I, I really do think about this sometimes. Forty years old isn't that old, no. but it would be so weird that we're going to be 40 years old one day and be like, wow, we wrote that fucking album when we were 19. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's very weird to me to think that we wrote that album when we were 19 when, you know, his kid's going to be like in elementary school. You know, like yeah. to think of those kind of... <laughs> when I'm 40. I don't... He's going to be 20 years old. <laughs> I don't... I, bro, yeah. I don't know. I don't... Uh, look, those, those he graduated are, but doesn't know math. <laughs> <laughs> there's look there's a reason I'm the drummer of this band it's, it's because only Drum go bang bang boom boom <laughs> <laughs> let's okay so you know we were talking about the future of this band it's no it's going nowhere now because <laughs> they're all laughing at me so it's nowhere we're not um, laughing at you we're laughing with you I'm now. laughing at you um, well your opinion doesn't matter there's a, there's a no 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 I actually uh, as far as like the album thing and the fact that we've even put anything out there at all I, I always told myself, like, I will never get a flesh hole tattoo until we record an album. Yeah. Because once we do that, it's like, you if, still it, don't if, have it's, one. if it's nothing else, it's permanent. Either do you. I know, I know, I still don't have is, one. Is, but I told myself, the, I, I said I told myself that I didn't say, like, I definitely was going to. Is no, the face, I, I won't get one the face, the symbol? It's like the, uh, okay, oh, I don't, you I don't drew need to, that, right? I don't need to do this. I he, drew that. Yeah. He drew it, but so he look, hates it. But look, the only thing, why? I drew that face I think it's cool. and I, I it's hate cool. it. I, <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, it's I hate it. I hate <laughs> So, so look, here's the thing. Man, it's not unique. I feel like, no. I feel like when you have like the Nirvana dead smiley and then the Blink-182 dead smiley and then that one album that I think Cameron or someone but else listen, listen, though. Oh, It's a reference here's to the great thing. I didn't like, I wasn't actually... It wasn't even like. Tell him about Ricky. I wasn't. Cons- I'm, I'm gonna. Is? Oh, I'm gonna fucking get to Ricky. I right. actually hit you guys Ricky up Flesh. initially and said Ricky. But I, I, yeah, I my my page the page goes by Ricky Flesh because yeah, that's I like said, the hey, name. Hey Ricky, thanks yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the like whole. A, it's the it's, it's the like a, Ricky is the embodiment of Flesh Hole at this okay. point. But he's the characteristic. But, um, he's the pipes we, uh, in the sewer system. We. We uh yeah when we got here and it's like which one of you guys is Ricky but uh yeah. when uh <laughs> but, was I communicating with so actually when manager? I drew it I wasn't considering you know like any any other band because I'm actually not a huge fan of Nirvana or B- Blink you know so they they listen music. to both of he them just, he doesn't have a good taste but um I, I you know I, I'm fine with them as bands I just don't like I'm not fans of them like that mm-hmm. but um. Actually, it was a from a kind of from a comic book called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. There's these like doodles of like these really gnarly looking, big grinning faces all over the place, mm-hmm. and and like you know terrified faces and just like general like like rip off smiley faces. And I was like looking at those, and that's when I drew up the Ricky face, and because we needed some sort of image for like our Facebook and all those things. So I drew that yeah. in like this white in this white notebook paper. Uh, then wrote like flesh hole in this weird font, cut them both out, then taped them to an orange piece of paper and posted that as like our image everywhere. 
and everybody in the band loved it, you know, and I loved it. And then, you know, a couple of years passed and I, I just keep seeing this fucking image show up and I'm like, you know what? I fucking hate Ricky. I'm like, I really fucking hate this image. I hate that I drew it. If I but could he go doesn't back have a choice time, no more. I, I don't. I say, don't have. I don't actually know if it matters anymore. No, no, not, no. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't even take that in like an offensive way. It literally does not yeah. matter what I think about it because at this point, like, like the fans, the, it's alive. Yeah, all twelve of our fans and and <laughs> the other three bandmates. Hey, all thirty six monthly uh, listeners on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they. Uh, you know, it's. Be interesting to see how many plays would be it's, linked back to my what it, account. What it really is is these three will not fucking let me, or specifically like him. I, I will. I will literally go to court. To, <laughs> to, to keep that logo. He, so I, I kind of do what I can. I do what I can to modify him every now and then. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just I a little bit. I, I tried he, one time. Involved. I tried one time, and it was like really realistic, and it was cool as shit. Way cooler than ours. Anyway, he fucking hated it. He hated it. And he's like, he's like, it's not going to be that. He's like, no, we're going with the simpler design. So, you know, I'll take him and I'll, I'll, I'll add like little tweaks here but and there. That, that keeps him simple. And I'm like, what about this? This, this dude fine? is the best artist in the band though. Like drawing and image and stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do it. I think the real reason he really does get upset about it is it does not do justice for what he can really do. Okay. It's just, that makes sense. it's just, he, he was just awful that day. He probably felt sick and he, <laughs> and he, and he drew that terrible emblem but i love it i think it's oh. sick dude i like it bryson pace yeah. is best work but but right that's there. probably yeah. like you've okay. said a couple times i'm not a real music like you don't claim to be a musician but you bring all of this other stuff to the table to these creative that's musicians. what i think i think like i've got like a like a little coin purse full of weird little fucking yeah like that's half, useful as full of full of little so half useful. talents you know because yeah. i don't even really like i i definitely would say i'm an artist but i'm not like i didn't go to art school i couldn't yeah. i couldn't sell my art you know what i mean yeah. which is fine but like i'm not like a professional artist i i don't color shit almost ever you know i, I just kind of draw like characters and, and yeah. things like that logos sometimes for different like i drew a logo for one of mason's side projects recently and just stuff like that like that's where i really shine is in simple stuff like character design and um and like little logos but um i've i've got like a little a little handbag of weird little shit that i've picked up that that I can, I'm like oh I bet this could help our I, I'll sprinkle yeah. this on it this could help us you know and so I'll, I'll just do that in the back. Um, one thing is like kind of like I, I'll sit down sometimes like every couple weeks I've, I go through like phases where I'll I'll be really interested in something else. And like one thing is I'll, I'll I'll get really interested in like how can I manage my band you know which I don't want to so do. Start looking I, into I, the I don't music industry. I, I don't want to fucking do it at all. I hate it, but like I know that somebody has to right now. <laughs> And uh, and so I'll sit down for a couple of hours, you know, every once in a while, like looking into how to market our, our stuff better and like who like how to book shows better, uh, send our stuff to you know we haven't sent our, our music to any labels, but I was going to ask uh, but if when promotion we do, or playlist thing or like anything was involved in your release. Um, it, um, I no. think <laughs> I think I think really though not I don't like bringing this up because I, I I hate talking about this, but I really do think the pandemic really did not help. Because we couldn't tour. We love to tour. We love to play live. We love meeting people. Mm-hmm. More yeah. than anything, we like meeting other bands. Our, um, like, we love playing with other bands. But that's how just, I found you. Yeah. Discovered you. Yeah. Whatever. Introduced our, you. I didn't. Our, um, our marketing is basically like, 
like very half-assed attempts. It was, it, but I think it, we're better. I, I think, think we're better. At I think it. we're a little bit better at it. I think we like we don't we're not consistent, you know, online where we could be, and I don't think we're cons- like like that's what it really is. It's not like half-assed. It's just inconsistent. Yeah, it's inconsistent because I kind of know how to do it. Obviously, not to the level of someone who actually went to school for it, but as far as like someone who is completely unqualified to do it. The, I kind like of, I've got a good. general concept. Like stuff like Thank that. You. The videos, the art, or the Ricky, it's all good enough, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, for yeah, what it's you like, need. It's like we're confident enough to know that like we have something going. I yes. think it's more that like we do all, like like you, we all have full-time jobs. Some of us got families, and I think we just forget to go like, man, even though we're off the clock, you're on the clock. This right. is like, right. this is yeah. it. Like, you gotta, and Nobody's yeah. up, got a gun to your head, but it is like, how serious do you want to be? Like, yeah, that, that's the exactly. thing about not having a manager is like, you guys self-manage yourselves. No, One of us does. Hey. No. Mason, no, Mason actually does a lot of the the heavy lifting. I, when I it think, comes to like when it comes to like connections because he's had like previous experience in yeah. bands like Farrington and he played that show with Modest, so he he knows a lot about like that's ends great, and though. stuff like that. He knows how to book shows, he knows how to and even how like, to, um you know, he's the reason we recorded it all. It's awesome. But even like, you know, you you said like like wanted to get more shows and stuff. But I just feel like when it comes to like if you're going to play promoter and I, I don't mm-hmm. know much about that, but I have gotten shows for one of the bands I work with. Dude, I just, it's like I'm a sales rep. Like it's just one sentence with a link, blast it to every person who has a fucking email and, honestly, and is associated with the venue. Like, no, really though. That's like, you literally have to be like, Hey, let us play for 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like anywhere, like, and that like like once again, I think we just now got in the rhythm of that again because yeah. we felt like it was too risky to be traveling. Hell, we were we had like ideas of playing in like Pennsylvania, New York for the album before like thousand people died. Or mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah. I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to people in Richmond, Virginia, and like Salem, Massachusetts, which I was really interested in Salem because it's like Spooky. you know the the yeah. album's all horror themed, and it's <laughs> yeah, like witches. ooh. Salem, Massachusetts. Yes, you know? and uh, and so that was a that was a, a big one that I I really wanted to hit, which we didn't get into like actually booking or anything like that. It was just like an early. I was like communicating with this guy that's mm-hmm. in the local scene up there, and then uh, then it was all taken away from me. <laughs> that's well, good. He got sick yeah. again. I actually did catch COVID in uh in last October. Did it fuck with you? It yeah, fucks with right me. It, it's still, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We've, no, we've, it, our households had it. Everybody lived. It, uh, <laughs> it, it fucked with me pretty bad. Yeah. I still kind of wake up with like problems breathing. Mostly though, the shitty thing, the real shitty thing is like caught it like after we recorded. Hmm. So naturally everyone's like, you caught it in Ohio. And I'm like, you don't understand. We were next to fucking no one in Ohio. There was yeah. like a group of four people me and Derek talked to for a little bit outside. And they we were like it. standing a couple feet away from them. Yeah, they had like super COVID and blasted. <laughs> so it was actually <laughs> weird was um, I was actually sick the whole time we were down there. But I, I got a COVID oh, test before okay, I so went Derek because I didn't want to me. go because, you know, like I'm not going to give it. Wait, when did COVID. you record? Uh, October. It's about to actually be a, a 20, year. Okay, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, early and, October, and we released like a couple weeks before I went and got Halloween. a COVID test, and they were like, you don't have COVID, dog. 
Like, you, don't have COVID. COVID. you don't have COVID, dog. He said, I don't know what to tell you, G. I think you're just sick. <laughs> yeah, it was Snoop Dogg. But, he uh, was like, I got COVID. He said, yeah, we uh, so so I came back and I I knew it. I knew I didn't catch it in Ohio because of the timing. You know, it was like it was a little while after I had gotten back that I even started showing symptoms. Like, um, like more than like three weeks after. Yeah. But everyone's like, "Man, you fucking caught it in Ohio, dude!" And I'm like, "I caught it at yeah, work." Just because sure. that's like the yeah. biggest thing I've done in the last month. The only thing, but like they're like neglecting the dirty. fact that half the time we yeah, I'm just really fucking stinky. I actually gave myself COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but uh, I, I, uh, I think like you guys are neglecting the fact that we stayed in our fucking cars half the time, right? You know, like we we did like the most to not have any interaction, and yeah. I feel like honestly I had less interaction in that week than I had for the months leading up to that because I work in a warehouse, so I was constantly around people, and then like you know half of my department was out with it as well at the same time, and I'm like. No, I, I got it from work, but but yeah, it it affected me pretty bad. Um, I lost like fifteen pounds. Damn. Uh, my breathing is still pretty shot, but I I managed just enough to like play. Like I, I you know, it's no question of like whether it's going to keep me from playing or not, um, or or you know, singing. Um, I I can still pull through pretty pretty easily, and it's getting better. So you know, I've got you know a lot to look forward to. Good. All right. I think that was a great first podcast, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you, guys, for coming over. I have one closing comment that this will stick with me for the rest of my memory about you guys. Is Your set was over at Fuchsia Fest about, a, what, a month ago, a month and a half ago. You, you had ended your set. It was over. I look over. Derek is still going hard. Puts his guitar on the ground. Do you remember this? I think so. I, okay, so with shows, with how that I shows, um, I I don't look is because I have stage fright. It's a bat. It's yeah. I got to get over it. I've played too many shows to still have it. I mean, good luck getting over. it. I just don't. I don't, don't look at anybody. I just like I try to do like to resist crowd, but like some. So were you unaware that the show was over? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He Derek goes after, into like a state of disassociation. After he realized he's made everybody have permanent deafness. <laughs> no, but I, you, I said something. I'm like, dude, I'm so. I said something to you after the set. Like, I saw that you kept playing. I thought it was awesome because you like you so, somehow your guitar was on the I ground. I was t- I was playing the Simpsons theme. It's a tradition. Oh yeah, that I do yeah. Every every one of our shows, I have played it at the end of our set. Sweet. So I rem- it's like such a contrast because as soon as the show ended, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna look really cool if as soon as we end, I just walk right the fuck out with my mic stand. As he yeah, plays yeah. the Simpsons, and so, yeah. And so, like, and who so, does that? Uh, so, Der- Derek was playing the Simpsons. I'd p- turned on all my pedals, put my bass against the speaker just to <laughs> let feedback come out. <laughs> and I started, and I started breaking down because I got anxiety. <laughs> so, so like everything is complete chaos. Like we yeah. don't plan anything anything at all we don't talk over like what we're gonna do during the set all i say beforehand is like derek if you say something stupid in the mic i'm gonna kick your ass and you want to hear something funny (laughs) everything that was stupid that was said in that concert was by him if you listen to it you say some pretty. i I intentionally i intentionally (laughs) did that for character okay but uh okay guys it's all right We've had a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna end in a fight. This is gonna end in a. Okay, no, but no. I, the, the the point was, 
I, I, I loved that you did that. You kept it going. And then that was your comment. You said something like, I was nervous as shit before this. I have real bad anxiety or something like that. And then that was all that we said that night. Yeah, that was, I like, I wanted to break it down to where like, there's, there's no characteristic or personality there. Like I'm just, I'm trying to like stick away from everybody else. Cause I'm not thinking about everyone around yeah. me, you know? It's well, it was cool. Mm -hmm. It caught my attention. All right, flesh hole. Thank you guys. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, yeah, man. Appreciate Anytime. it. Seriously, Wes. Yeah. All right.